3: Welcome to the program. It is Follow the Money here on VCIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans, in today for Paulie Howard as we roll, uh, roll along from downtown Las Vegas inside the Circa Resort or Casino. And if you're watching the show, right next to the best sports book in the entire world, as you can see, a busy, busy show coming up today in 45 minutes. Jeff Davis from here at Circa Sports, a little hockey with him, a little Traveler's Championship, maybe an open championship question for him as well. Any Jeff on the program today? We'll spend some time talking. Uh, what happened yesterday, yesterday in sports from top to bottom was just bonkers, man. We'll talk about what happened in Canada. Now, single-game sports betting passed yesterday. That's coming up in a few hours. And David Thorpe, the close-up shop today, his uh, analysis and breakdown of the Hawks and the Bucks. I mean, honestly, Matt, so much stuff happened last night, just, just as like sports fans, but also from a betting perspective that it's, uh, we, we could spend probably three hours today on the show unpacking what happened yesterday.
4: Well, let's do that <clears throat> because we have three hours. Yeah. So we can spend three hours on that. And uh, yeah, obviously you have to start with um, the Suns game. What happened at the end of the Clippers-Suns game? It was a crazy finish. It, it took about, I think, for those who timed it, 33 minutes to play the last two minutes. 33 minutes in real time to play the last two minutes of the game. I think, 11 minutes to play the last eight-tenths of a second. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, that's the reality of uh, what the NBA is with the reviews and everything. Just a crazy finish last night, but the Suns get to win 104-103. Best bet in this game under the total. It was right around uh, 223. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Clips... A plus four and a half get there but man if you had the clips on the money line that's a tough one to take
3: yeah it is and we'll talk about that coming up here in a few minutes as well i did uh, once booker got mauled in the face that headbutt from beverly and it was you know it was an accident accidental headbutt but once he took that shot and you're thinking okay is that a concussion how long is he going to miss the game now when's he going to come back no idea mm-hmm. in play i'm like look he's the most valuable player on the team he's incredible I have to grab some Clippers in play. Sure. Got him. I think, at four and a half when I bet uh, L.A. So I, I felt like that, that game was such like a uh, yo-yo match last night, going back and forth. All of a sudden, the Suns are back up eight, and then the Clippers have it down to one. And, like, this is probably going to play out where it's going to be down to the wire. It's going to be a sweat. Mm-hmm. And actually, the last thing I needed, was, and I'll expand on this again here in a minute, but if Paul George had hit one free throw, we go to overtime, that's what I thought was going to happen, thinking that, because I also had Clippers money line. So, but I, was th- I, th- I thought I was going to lose both bets, Matt. Why, Like, uh, George would hit one free throw. Booker then or somebody would hit a shot, which Aiden got the slam dunk, obviously. We go to overtime, the Suns would end up covering.
4: That was my biggest fear. Well, I guess if you took the four and a half, you're thankful it did not go to overtime yep. because uh, you got paid on that ticket. That certainly could have happened. I mean, Paul George missing two free throws at the end is inexcusable. I know he hit a big shot right before that, but in that spot, if you're a, uh, if you're a star and you want to be a go-to scorer, you cannot miss two free throws in that situation uh, late in the game. Nope. Totally concur. That's why Paul George is not on the, on the level of uh, a Kawhi Leonard or Damian Lillard or guys like that who, who are the stars. And I agree with your in-game bet. Yeah, and
3: we'll, we'll continue on that coming up here yeah. in a second and get rid of the playoff P nickname, obviously. It's, it's fun to mock, playoff but that's P. about it. And also, like comparing the replay at the end of the basketball game to what happened in baseball last night. My God.
5: This is Brent Musburger, and here is your v Sin Action Update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Game one of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals today. The Milwaukee Bucks, a 7.5-point home favorite against the Atlanta Hawks. 2.26 the total. Milwaukee, the $4.80 series favorite. Tampa Bay Lightning can close out their series of the New York Islanders in advance of the Stanley Cup Finals. The Tampa Bay Lightning, a $1.45 favorite of the Islanders today, plus one thirty five five over the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Baseball today. The White Sox looked at a five-game losing streak. They're laying $1.70 with Dylan Cease on them out at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Pirates plus 155. The total, 8.5, juice to the under. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vSin.com. before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games, the current odds, and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vSin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds. At vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard.
3: This summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs with the VSIN logo or fun sports betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about and it's not under until it's over. Visit the v store today at vcin.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's vcin.com slash store. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans here on a Wednesday loaded show for you today on the program. And uh, again, last night was a, and all of yesterday with what happened in Canada, uh, congrats to our friends watching on Sportsnet today across that country. Single-game sports betting is now legal up there. We'll expand on that coming up later on in the show today. And then with everything that was going on at pretty much the same exact time, right? This was almost like Sunday again, where you had Game 1, Clippers-Suns, going on at the same time where the leaderboard at the U.S. Open, where you were at, Mm -hmm. was all like, here's every big name in the world, now making a big charge. And then the U.S. Open led right into two other games that were going on that night. Kind of the same thing yesterday. Baseball with what they were doing to pitchers last night, at the same time as the Golden Knights losing and this crazy finish in the Suns game?
4: (laughs) Oh, man. I think the crazy finish in the Suns game has got to be the headline uh, from last night. Baseball has lost its way, and that's uh, nothing new. You know, that's not breaking news. Baseball's been headed down the wrong path for a while now. Mm -hmm. But last night, the the finish in the Suns, Clippers-Suns game is something you just don't see very often. Obviously, Paul George came up short with the two free-throw misses. You got to question why uh, Tyron Lue asked for the video review with eight tenths of a second left to give the Suns a free timeout, essentially to draw up the play that won the game. Monty Williams knew the rule. No, you inbounds pass, lob at the rim, goaltending is uh, not a call that can be made there. Yeah. You can interfere with the ball in the cylinder. I saw some well-known media guys tweeting about goaltending last night. You got to know the rules. Yeah, Monty Williams knew the rules. And uh, the Clippers made a big mistake by not defending the play properly. And uh, they're going to pay for it in this series. But then again, you can say, hey, maybe the Clippers have the Suns right where they want them, down 2-0. Because the Clips love to fall behind 2-0 in a series Mm -hmm. and then come back to win it. But uh, last night, when it looked like Devin Booker going to miss some time. How are the Suns going to win this game? No Chris Paul, no Devin Booker. I don't think they can pull it off. You got to give a lot of credit to Cameron Payne out of Murray State for helping to bail out the Suns last night. Yeah,
3: he had a fantastic game. Um, And look, I mean, the way that that finish ended, or the the game ended actually, I got to tip my cap today to Jeff Van Gundy on the broadcast. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, it's going to be people like to mock and make fun. I don't i'll do it as well i falling fallen into the trap i'm not a big fan of like making fun of broadcasters unless they're completely awful because right. you know whatever just not my cup of tea but i think you have to give credit where credit is due when a broadcaster is really good and last night van gundy man he's like he's he's rattling off everything in real time before anybody else even had any idea what was happening he knew the rule of the lob he's expressing it on the air This is a legal inbounds play. There's nothing illegal about it. Mm -hmm. That's not goaltending. You can throw it up like that in and around the rim, and a guy can go up and touch it. And then he was sitting there basically shouting on the air, you have to have Cousins back on the floor. Where is Batum? Because of what happened at the very end, you can't substitute. He was preaching it on the air, and it was just tremendous. I thought it was an unbelievable job out of that guy to rattle off exactly what was happening in real time with the rules, man. You can't get any better than that.
4: Well, I go back to a year ago when the Clippers fired Doc Rivers and they hired Tyron Lue as coach. I said, what What good does that do? Lue was sitting next to Doc Rivers when the whole thing unraveled, and he didn't do anything about it. Yeah. So now you're going to move him over one seat and say, this guy's going to be the answer? Mm. Hell no, he's not the answer. First of all, you could tell at the end of last night's game, that guy knows nothing about in-game strategy. And Jeff Van Gundy, I've always felt like, should be back in coaching. Maybe his abrasive personality makes him tough to work with. He's got a short shelf life, you know, in terms of uh, how he can deal with uh, other people in the front office. But that guy is smart as it gets when it comes Mm -hmm. to basketball and basketball strategy. And you can't tell me that he couldn't take this Clippers team and elevate it to the next level as coach. That's the type of guy that would be the answer for the Clippers, not – a buffoon like Tyron Lou has no clue what he's doing. Where was Terrence Mann late in the game? Terrence Mann should have played much more last what he played, 18 minutes yeah. in last night's game, wasn't on the floor crucial times. He, sometimes I look at Lou and just think he's completely lost. Uh you you wonder what he's doing, and you know, you wonder why the Clippers underachieve. Yep. They haven't look at their, look at who the, the coaches of the Clippers have been the last several years. Totally Doc, agree. Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in the NBA in the past 20 years. Uh, the fact
3: that people thought he was up for coach of the year this year was laughable to Our me. Coach and of I said the year is a joke of an No, award. of course, anyway. of course. But, um, so, you know, the Clippers have been great. at coming back down 0-2 so far in the playoffs. But here here's the biggest negative, and obviously they haven't had Kawhi. It doesn't look good for him coming back. The Suns have done this without Chris Paul. So I don't want to hear any excuses either. Right. Like a guy who was that <clears throat> valuable to the team this year and what he meant in terms of this team making that leap to the number two seed now, uh, challenging for home court. Now they have it in the West, obviously, because of the Jazz getting bounced. You, the Suns have done this without Chris Paul. So uh, I do not like the, the Clippers' chances actually to come back and win the series in four out of the next five games. I don't no, like it.
4: No, another reason you don't like it is because we don't know if Kawhi Leonard's going to play at all in this series. It doesn't look positive.
0: Yeah. There, there have
4: not been any definitive reports about the knee injury. I've heard that he's got torn ligaments in the knee. You know, if Maybe it's not just a sprained knee, simple sprained knee, who knows? If Kawhi comes back, I wouldn't write off the Clippers. But it sounds like he might not play in this series. Chris Paul is going to be back at some point. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you would have to think the Suns are going to be uh, significant favorites to end up uh, winning the series. Now up two zero, but uh, that was a crazy finish the last night's game. There's so many things we could talk about, but like you said, as a as a better from that perspective, if you had the Clips plus four and a half, you're thankful the game did not go to overtime. Yep. If you had the Clippers on the money line, you feel like uh, you let one get away or one got away from you uh, last night. And uh, if you bet the under, you really never had to sweat it unless the game was going go to go to overtime. overtime. That's right. what right, right now you're saying. Please don't go to overtime if you bet the under. So it was a pretty wild game last night in Phoenix.
3: Yeah, so I had them both, and obviously a smaller bet was on the money line. I think the money line was plus 265 when mm-hmm. I bet it. And, I, and then I grabbed uh, plus 4.5. So that one obviously was a bigger bet than the money line bet. But also... Will the real Paul George please stand up? You know a human being is Fugazi when they give themselves a nickname. That's like the biggest trash that can possibly happen. And when he started to call himself Playoff P, like, what? Where, who's, who said this? Who started to call you Playoff P? Where did this come from, right? <laughs> and of all guys to go to the—and he was he was one of eight from downtown last night, and he made a big three. I get it. And defensively, fine, whatever. You cannot go to the free-throw line in a one-point game and miss both free-throws, PG. Come on. You, you, got, you, you can't do that. That's why you're so easy to rip on. And I'll tell you what, Matt, I brought this up to you recently. The person who, read the, who wrote that headline in the Oklahoma years ago and called Kevin Durant, Mr. Unreliable, mm-hmm. I hope that person has a job at a paper in L.A. today because I want to see the same headline about Paul George because he is truly the Mr. Unreliable in the NBA. You can't trust him in a big spot ever. And he goes to the free throw line. He botches both free throws, and that's how the, you know, and again, Tyron Lue giving Monty Williams 0.8 seconds on the clock to come up with a game plan and an idea to run a play, and they, they run it beautifully to Aiton. Uh, it's a combination of all things. And uh, Do we know, Can we? is Paul George like on Team USA? Has he committed yet? Because I like, I like getting up early and watching these games wherever they're at in the Olympics, right? And so they're going to be on super early, and I root for Team USA, obviously. I, I can't even do that if Paul George is on the team. I, I don't want him anywhere near Team USA. Get him off if he's on. If he committed, <laughs> say thanks, but we can find other players.
4: <laughs> One for eight from three, like you said last night. The Clippers shot 13 for 34 from three-point range. We talked about how a lot of these games turn into three-point contests. The Suns won despite shooting 6 for 26 from three-point range last night. In
3: 2021.
4: 23%. You're not going to win game many games at all in the NBA when you shoot 6 for 26 from the three-point line. But you're right about Paul George. He's got, with Kawhi Leonard out, he's got to step up and be the superstar. And that's just not in his personality. I think he's going to do it one game and then not do it the next. Probably That's what I'm saying, though. He's Mr. Unreliable. Right. Well, Kevin Durant as a person is a, a flake. But as sure. a player, he is incredibly reliable. And in fact, over the weekend, I could not have been more impressed with Kevin Durant in that game against the Bucks in Game 7. I mean, the guy gave it everything he had. It was phenomenal from start to finish. Uh, Kevin Durant's very reliable. Uh, but Paul George is the opposite. Yep, absolutely. So again, this was all going on at the same time as... the. I'll
3: tell you this, Matt. The Vegas Golden Knights, and I tweeted this out last night, when you think about it like this, the biggest favorites in this round in the NHL playoffs since 1990. Mm-hmm. And to me, clearly through five games, the Canadians have been the better team. And in fact, last night, probably it could have what it should obviously... That could have been the capper on the series last night if the Canadians don't blow game four.
4: Yeah, but the Knights blew game three. I know, that's, yeah. Knights should have won game three. I I will say that Canadians have definitely been the better team in three of the five games. Mm -hmm. You know, and they have a 3-2 series lead. So, um, you are what your record says you are in this series for the Canadians because they deserve to be up 3-2. And uh, don't put it on Marc-Andre Fleury last night. He let let one goal in that he probably shouldn't have let in. But they had the Vegas Golden Knights had defensive breakdowns a couple times, put Flurry in a bad spot. You just got to be able to generate more offense. And Carey Price has been like a brick wall and goal for Montreal in this series. And I think you know a lot of times that becomes a big psychological edge for a team. The, the Golden Knights just can't beat Price. And uh, the last night they fall four to one with that electric atmosphere. And I, I was talking about this last week. I think the fans are overrated a lot of times. I know the players like to credit the fans. Hey, we couldn't do it without the fans. This sure. atmosphere is crazy. You don't win games because of the atmosphere. And last night was proof of that. How I mean, that place was electric mm-hmm. when the game starts. Knights can't get any offense going. Goes kind of dead. Canadians jump up uh, 2 nothing. Everybody's stunned. And uh, they coast to the 4-1 win. I'll say this. Uh, I'm glad I got a Canadian's bet in my pocket for the series at plus four dollars because if I didn't, I would feel like a fool mm-hmm. right now. And the reason I did bet that was uh, I, I thought five dollars tonight's five dollars. That price is out of whack. I thought it should be more like you know three thirty or something like that. Uh, so I just bet it based off uh, a price that I thought was wrong.
3: And all of these prices,
4: like on the adjusted series
3: price, but also like the game by game stuff. They're, they're pricing the Canadians as if they're one of the worst teams in hockey. I know. I mean, that, that's, and Carey Price is, now I'm looking at DraftKings, he's the shortest shot on the board to win the Conn Smythe today. All of a sudden, he's plus 275. Yeah, I don't,
4: I'll suddenly don't like that Max Patch ready bet. No, 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 it's no, not no. neither so do hard. I. Even though ready scored last yeah, night in Vegas. Sure. Guys, he's been pretty good in this series. It's surprisingly the guy who's disappeared, who was the hero against uh, the Colorado Avalanche, was Mark Stone. He's got zero points in this series for Vegas. He can't even get off a shot. No,
3: he needs to really step up his game because he was so good before this. And do you think, are we going to hear any excuses about maybe being out of gas after the Colorado series? I
4: think you're going to hear all sorts of excuses. I listened to some of the radio broadcasts last night. Dan Duva, who does the Golden Knights radio, started talking about teams being mentally exhausted, physically exhausted. You hear all that stuff when a favorite goes down and is a flop at the end of the season. You know, what could possibly go wrong? Well, they were mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, or you're going to start to hear about injuries. Of course. Right? Yeah. Yep, Yep. I will say though, again, yeah, you're Manian's right. The just been the better team.
3: The, the Golden Knights on offense, they have no firepower right now. The power, p- play's the power a joke. play is a disaster. Oh, and it's God. it's honestly, people are talking about this, and I don't even it's like can we just take the power play away? Can we just go back to 5 on 5 because <laughs> the power play does the team no good, and it's not even like they can't score, Matt. Where are the chances? They don't that, even that get shots. They don't even
4: get shots off on the power, power play, play last night had zero shots. It's remarkable how to do you watch not this get a shot off
3: in a power play. And then you watch the Canadians last night on those back-to-back goals. I, I think the second period if I recall correctly, the Canadians were just phenomenal in that game, mm-hmm. but the precision passing, the puck handling, the cutting that they had and the the how they created shots against Fleury in the back and forth. It was it was a masterpiece last night. It was a clinic. Yep. by the Canadians. It truly was last night, and like they have been the better team. Can I, Did they finish him off in Game 6? Eileen, yes?
4: Eileen, yes, as well. Uh, Randy McKay, out of North Dakota, professional sports better, was in town last night. He was on the show with me yesterday afternoon on v and he had a great bet yesterday, and he should have won it. Uh, he played, parlayed the Canadians and the under. Under five.
3: Under five.
2: Of course, there
4: was a late empty net goal that made the game land on five. He also bet the Canadians plus one and a half, uh, minus 135, and also Montreal on the money line. So he did really well on the game last night, but should have hit that parlay and the late empty net goal uh, pushed on the total last night. But uh, yeah, I mean, right now, I I was texting with him last night, I said the Golden Knights look like a dead team. I'm not going to bet. I, on I agree. I'm not going to bet on them to bounce back nope. in Game Six. They've shown very little life offensively.
3: Nope. I have the Canadians on a 25 to one future ticket going all the way back. To, that was uh, per Jeff Davis said that earlier this year. Mm-hmm. He was super high on the Canadians. Now it's a, it was a long journey to get here, but they're here at this point, and uh, certainly better numbers were available on this team throughout the year. In fact, probably not that long ago, I haven't touched that ticket. Not at one point in this. First of all, like I'm not going to go in and lay five dollars on the Golden Knights to win the series to try to hedge a bet. Uh, That's silliness, uh, obviously. But at not, at not at one point have I said, you know, game one, the, the Golden Knights look really good. But once it corrected itself in game two, I'm just like, hey, the, I think the Canadians can win this
4: series. Well, and it's great news for uh, the people in Canada. Maybe not in Toronto, but in Montreal, it's great news. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, yeah, more, one more. Good, more good news yesterday with uh, sports betting passing in Canada. Yep. And um, I think uh, John DiSimone, who's a frequent v guest and a friend of ours, Lives up there. He's been frustrated a year and a half. He's not being able to leave. He wants to make trips to Vegas. He's basically been locked in his house. He can go to the grocery store. Now he's finally able to go out to the golf courses. I think uh, the Canadians need uh, some more good news. They can uh, maybe watch their team in the Stanley Cup final, watch a, a Canadian team in the Stanley Cup final, and hopefully soon take trips outside the country and come back to Vegas. Yep, I know our buddy
3: Ben in Nova Scotia. Same thing. Uh-huh. He's been dying to get out of his house. No, just been. Can you imagine being no. trapped
4: for a year and a half?
3: No. 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 He's been itching so badly to get back to Las Vegas and bring his buddies back, and uh, they like to tear it up here in town. They have a good
4: time. A lot of people do.
3: Yes, yes. And so I just know, I, I mean, it's been like 16 months now or whatever it is. So, yeah, they needed some good news, and they've gotten it here. And one more, certainly in, the, in that city in Montreal, they're going to be going crazy. Up next, uh, Eastern Conference Finals set for tonight. What do we make of the current number? And we'll tell you the preseason numbers on all four matchups in the NBA Finals. Wait until you hear what the number was on the Hawks-Suns. That's coming up next. Today, as always, from the oddtrader.com studio at Circa Resort and Casino, oddtrader.com download the free oddtrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info that you need, including real-time bet tracking. You can compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses at the website, which is OddsTrader.com. Mitch Moss, along with Matt Humans filling in today for Paulie as we're live in downtown Las Vegas. So we do get the Eastern Conference Finals game number one tonight, Matt, and uh, David Thorpe is going to be very good on this coming up in a little bit more in two hours. What do you make of the current number right now here at Circuit Seven and a half, but uh, Bucks minus eight. Well,
4: I don't trust the Bucks. Neither do I. You know, it's. I was impressed by the Atlanta Hawks and the fact that um, Trey Young had his worst game of the playoffs, and they still managed to win a game seven on the road. And they and you know a lot of different guys stepped up to help the Hawks win that game. I, I kind of feel like the Hawks are a a young and dumb team, and the fact that they don't realize they're not supposed to win in the playoffs like this and you know it's, people are going to say well the hawks started 14 and 20 before the coaching change and they should just be happy to be here in the playoffs and they just keep knocking off teams and they get to the eastern conference finals and you say hey you're not supposed to win the eastern conference finals either these these guys don't care trey young is uh kind of playing with house money at this point and i think uh, the hawks are going to be a dangerous opponent especially when i saw charles barkley predict bucks and four um, Chuck's guarantees have not gone so well. Wait, did he actually say that? Chuck said bucks and four. It's not. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I think the Hawks be more competitive than people think, and I'm seeing some eights pop up on the screen oh. tonight. I'm I'm thinking about taking an eight with the Hawks. I, I'll say this: I was watching the game seven with uh, Aaron Renning in San Diego on Sunday, and I asked him before the game because I wasn't paying attention to the NBA numbers that day. We were wrapped up in the golf and everything. Sure, sure. and I, uh, It was about to start. I said, what's, what's the number on this uh, Hawks-Sixers game? Like three and a half? Because I'm thinking the Sixers are like 50-50, a coin flip to even win the freaking game. Right. Okay, on their home, they had already lost two games on their home floor in this series. To me, it was almost obviously a slight edge, but kind of a coin flip that the Sixers are even going to win. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, that's seven. What? Yeah. you got to take the seven with the Hawks. Of course. Now, this is a little bit different situation, game one tonight, but uh, I'm I'm inclined to take the points with the Hawks again tonight. I'm going to see where this
3: goes. I mean, I was excited to get seven and a half. I haven't bet it yet uh, because it moved to seven and a half. I think it's some spot. I know it was seven last night, some spots. No, seven and a half this morning. Other spots already have it at eight. Is this number possibly going to continue going up?
4: I don't think it gets higher than eight. I can't. DraftKings and FanDuel both have eight right now. I think that's where it tops out. Yeah,
3: I can't imagine it's going to get any higher than that. I mean, maybe at some point it touches eight and a half today, but sharp guys coming in at certain books are going to start to realize that's too many points. I mean, when I saw seven, I thought that was too many. Now we're seeing eight. I have to bet the Hawks at that number. They have been incredible so far on the road in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Nothing has scared them. In fact, you could argue that they've actually been better on the road. Yeah. They they kind of embrace that. Trey Young, say what you want about the guy. I mean, I think some people are having a tough time watching him, um, how cocky he is, the shot selection, whatever. Uh, they've gotten to this point with him, and he's like embracing it, talking to the crowd. Like, ah, now what do you think? Keep yapping in your mouth, whatever. Um, cussing him out, that kind of a thing. They've kind of embraced the role of going on the road and being that that villain.
4: Couldn't agree more. That's Basically, what I was trying to say as well is, I don't think Trey Young fears going on the road no, to play the at Milwaukee all. Bucks. No, you think he fears the deer? I don't think so.
3: No, he laughs no. at that hashtag. Uh, uh, so going back, this is a good tweet from Sports Odd History had, had this. It's a good follow on Twitter. Sports Odds History. But at the beginning of the season, where you can bet the matchups, the two teams to make the NBA Finals, Bet MGM had this. Bucks Suns was eighty to one.
4: Well, I certainly would not have been betting that. I, w- I would not have guessed Bucks Suns to no. be the matchup. I, no. Nobody's going to be surprised by the Bucks in the NBA finals before the season, right? I think that was my preseason pick out of the East. And I changed it to the Sixers when JVT did the playoff preview. I should have just stuck with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, who expected the Suns to be here?
3: No, nah. not not no. not to make this kind of a run. Uh, Bucks Clippers. I could have envisioned certainly. that. Right. Of course. That of course. was fourteen one. Um, as of yesterday, it was four to one. I'm sure that's now definitely changed since the Clippers lost Game Two. But if you go back to like December, Hawks Suns was no a- 125 to one.
4: Nobody would have picked that.
3: No, buddy. no, actually, guys, that's that was a that was 1,250 to one. Yeah, that was 1,250 to one. Hawks Suns at a zero on that. Nobody had that. No. Nobody did. Nobody, Come on.
4: Nobody. Nobody thought the Hawks would be there for one. No. I mean, it's, come on.
3: And the Hawks Clippers were 200 to 1. Currently sitting at uh, it was around a 18. Bet to one. MGM?
4: Bet MGM had that. Yeah, they, they have had that. Did Bet MGM put up every potential finals matchup? I believe they did. Well, that's, a, that's lot a lot, them lot anyway. of them anyway. still some prop lists to put up. No question. We will
3: get into uh, today's Major League Baseball card coming up next. Great pitching matchup tonight. In Anaheim, Otani has been really good, but the Giants are the best team in baseball. They seem this. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature called Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options available. As always, get a $250 match bonus. Fastest payouts and only a one-time playthrough at BetRivers, which is your hometown sportsbook. Offer is uh, is valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com. In New Jersey, must be 21 years old last night. We haven't even really touched on baseball that much yet this morning. Uh, But what a wacky night in baseball it was, Matt. I mean, with what can Manfred get a hold of what's going on in this sport? No,
4: because he's going to have to be removed as commissioner. He stinks.
3: He. I mean, I never thought, and I said this right away when he took over, I never in a million years thought it would be a downgrade from Bud Selig to the next commissioner.
4: And it clearly has been. It's hard to get worse than Bud, but baseball managed to find somebody worse.
3: I, I wish, I wish, Joe Girardi would have kept coming at Max Scherzer last night. What is he thinking? That's like typical. Okay, I'm coming at you, but I'm going to have twelve guys hold me back. <laughs> I really want to piece of you. Okay, now get me right. I mean, that's Max Scherzer would rip his head off. I mean, he's an absolute bulldog. He's got two different uh, color, colored eyes uh, eye colors. Yeah, his, his eyes are different colored.
4: He's a psycho. Yes, he is. No doubt about it. I'll say that Girardi's a tough guy too. He so. is,
3: he is, but he's a little. Those guys, I think both guys would,
4: would actually, yeah, he's Girardi's so much older that he'd be tougher, be tougher to fight at that age. But yeah. uh, I will say that Girardi's, uh, he's no, he's no uh, easy out for Max Scherzer. I don't think, and I, I like the fact that uh, he's got that blue collar attitude. I think the Yankees are missing that right now, frankly.
3: Mm. We saw it happen a lot yesterday. The players were not happy. Scherzer basically, he takes the belt off the third time, right? He's like, do you want me to take my pants down right now? I'll do it. What do you want me to do? Then the pitcher for the A's did that, right? Last night, takes off the belt buckle, starts pulling his pants down right in the field. Mm-hmm. Guys.
4: That was Sergio how, Romo.
3: Yeah, how, how terrible of a look is this for Major League Baseball? If you're going to do this, do it pregame. Do it, get, let him get back to the dugout. Have somebody there assigned to all this stuff, mm-hmm. whatever.
4: So I said is not doing many things right uh, right now, and you have to point out Rob Manfred for uh, the big the big problems in the sport. There's so many things. Mitch, we could sit here and talk about it for 15 minutes, all the things that are wrong with baseball. And I would start with the blackouts, the TV blackouts. Oh, yeah, no doubt. The drive is crazy here in Las Vegas. But there are so many things in baseball that need to be fixed, and I think he's proven to be an incompetent commissioner. And that was obvious a long time ago. Garrett Cole last night. Uh, for the Yankees against the Royals. By the way, the Yankees big favorites, and they flop again last night. Garrett Cole posted his lowest spin rate with his four seamer, his curve, and his slider in any start in the past four years since 2017. Wow, who who would have guessed? Mm. Yeah. So, paying attention to this kind of stuff, <laughs> bet, betting K props right on a
3: guy like Garrett Cole—you can't do it now. It's, it just just well now they're adjusting because I saw. Put it this way, I saw under 8.5 was like minus 150 at a book. Here I was going to say, now,
4: now you got to look at the unders.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's the only way he's you can look for a lot of these guys. He's not going to be striking
4: out 12 guys. Nope, oh. nope. Even when he
3: went eight innings in his previous start, he only struck out six guys yep. because the spin rate has been down so much. So that's where we stand right now in this sport, and uh, I hope they get rid of it this week. Although, you know what? People were so engaged with it last night, it could be good for baseball. It's like anything that baseball can have happen to it right now that's positive. People were talking about it. They couldn't get enough of the videos. Yeah.
4: Might sound silly to say that, but I don't know. I I think the whole thing's kind of dumb. Yes, you do want to get cheating out of the game, but they're going about it the wrong way. Of there's there's definitely better ways to go about it, and it's it's an, an embar- another embarrassment for baseball. What's happening? I do think when you talk about totals, you know, early in the season, the narrative was oh, scoring's way down. There's no offense. Now scoring's going to be up, mm-hmm. and uh, not, it's not only the elimination of the sticky stuff. From the pitchers, it's also the fact the weather is warming up. So you got a couple factors that combine to um, a couple factors converging here that are going to make I think for higher scoring games in baseball. So if you bet totals, you have to keep that in mind.
3: I would agree. So how about last night? Some of the money that came in on the Angels against the uh, that's Giants
4: baffling, baffling I, to me. The last uh, you and I were talking about this before the show. Each of the last two days, I looked at the uh, baseball board. And one game jumped out to me as, I can't believe that line. And Monday, I was like, why are the Cubs minus 150 over the Indians? Was Aaron Savali on the mound for Cleveland. I took 140 with Cleveland. Cleveland won the game 4 nothing. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I looked at the board and said, what? The Angels are minus 125 over the Giants? Okay. I'll take the Giants.
3: So what do you want to do today, then? This is... <laughs> Like, this is the marquee matchup on the board today, along with the pitching matchup that we have in San Diego, but Mm -hmm. Gossman goes against Otani, and uh, the overnight number here at Cirque anywhere where we're at, they're taking money on the Angels yet again. Um, Gossman went from minus 112, now he's minus 103, Otani was plus 102 to minus 107. Both guys, I mean, obviously the Gossman numbers this year are incredible. Otani's been one of the best stories in Major League Baseball, and here is what the Giants have going better, th- better than any other team right now in the sport. They are 34 and 18, plus 16 and a half units against right-handed pitching.
4: Yeah, they hit right-handers, and uh, I think the Giants will hit again tonight. Uh, they they jumped all over Angels last night for, uh, what was it, four or five runs? Four runs in the first, right, right? Away, Four yeah. runs in the first inning. You always love that when you bet a side and you get four runs in the first. Kevin Gossman's been great, 14 starts. 11 of those defined as quality starts. He's 8-1. and one. He's got a uh, 10.3 Ks per nine number. And I, I like to look at the whip. His whip is outstanding. 0.77. He's not allowing base runners. Nope. Uh, so if you're looking for a dog on uh, tonight's board, the Giants are not dogs right now. They're slight favorites, but... Um, The Giants are one one side. I think you have to look at tonight. I will I will point out a dog I like on the board later too. But the Giants uh, were dogs last night. Slight favorites. What what is the current number?
3: Um, It's it's basically one twelve Giants minus one twelve. It's basically a pickem. No, it came down again. Otani's minus one oh seven. Gossman's minus one oh three. Totals eight here. Okay. Would you look at first five under four and a half between these two guys?
4: Yeah. I don't think that's a bad bet. I don't think so either. Otani has been the lights out. I've I've watched several of his recent starts. His stuff is uh, electric. It's very good. You know, but he's good for about five innings. Yep. And you're not going to get him to go deep in the game, so I think you're right about that. That's the sort of angle you have to look at. Yeah, the Giants prices dogs right now at most spots. Our graphic on the screen showing Giants minus 112. That's the DraftKings. Oh, well. Anyway, at Circus Sports, as we sit here right now, yeah, Giants are minus 103. I think that's the best number in the market,
3: right? Maybe money will keep coming in. Some spots on the Angels today with Otani going. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can grab the Giants at plus money at some point today. I'm not going to be surprised if that happens at all. We'll touch on the rest of the card. coming. There's a lot of good action. Padres, Dodgers, obviously, tonight again, or today, going at it again with uh, Bauer on the mound against Musgrove. That is a night game. And now money coming in on the Padres as well. Jeff Davis is going to join us coming up next. The leading NHL and golf trader here at Circus Sports. Who does he like uh, going forward in the NHL? Then this week of the Travelers. on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each and every week. Don't wait. Sign up now. And new customers get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, the number is 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jeff Davis joins the program now, works here behind the book at uh, Circus Sports. I think he likes it, Matt, when I call him the leading NHL and golf trader here at Circus Sports. What do you think?
4: I don't know. Does he like that? Jeff, is that, do you I like that title? I also think he's a fast food connoisseur. I could call him that, too, because yeah. he tweets a lot about fast food, yeah. Jeff.
6: That's, that's a very fair assessment, Matt. Uh, anybody who <laughs> knows me knows I enjoy food greatly. Uh, the word trader, on the other hand, not near the top of the list of okay. my uh, favorite uh, things. I, you know, bookmaker, I, I would prefer greatly. But hey, yeah. if you guys want to call me trader, I'm here for that.
3: Busting <laughs> Shops here trying to wake up early on a Wednesday. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, th- this is, uh, I want to go back to probably December. Maybe even earlier. You, you probably know the date better than me. Anyway, it was around that time before the NHL season started. You were ultra high on the Canadians. And as I said earlier, it was like kind of a long journey to get to this point. But here we are. They're up three games to two. And it's fascinating to me, Jeff, because the Golden Knights going into the series were the biggest favorite in this round going back to 1990. And to me, I mean, the Canadians have clearly been the better team in the series. How surprised are you by how this has played out?
6: I guess I'm a little bit surprised. I think I was more surprised by the number that came out and the fact that it kind of stayed there. It Mm -hmm. didn't really move. I mean, after uh, the Canadians and Vegas moved on, I I was sitting at home like, okay, i got to make this number and put it up. And as I'm putting things together, I think I came to right around minus 280 on, on Vegas. And right as I was like, okay, that's about the number, but everyone in this town is going to Bet Vegas, so maybe we hang it a little higher. And I looked at the screen and somebody was opening like five dollars. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. And each of the five games so last night it started to drift toward Montreal, but the four the first four games, Montreal was kind of priced like they were Dallas or Nashville and not Montreal. And and each of the games had been probably 3 to 5% higher than they should be. And, and every game in this series has been an, a good opportunity to met, bet Montreal, I thought. And now the game six number, it's taken five games, but we finally have got to a number that is probably more correct, and it will be the first game. If what we see out there now is what the number is tomorrow, this will be the first game that I don't have a bet on Montreal.
3: Really? So you had them obviously uh, on a future ticket, or maybe multiple future tickets going back months. But you're just you're doubling down, basically saying the number is crazy. I got to keep betting them on a game by game basis.
6: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in this game, you only have so many edges, so you have to take them when you have them. And there, there's the series price and taking like two forty five in the first couple of games is absolutely nuts. And after you watch the first game, you thought, okay, this might be a bit of a struggle, but they came right back, and that. Montreal was good in Game 2. They struggled a bit in Game 3, but hung in there, and then we all know what happened with the mistake, and I thought in Game 4 they were far and away the best team, and and Leonard was absolutely incredible in Game 4 and, and stole them that game, and last night was more of what we saw in Game 4. Montreal completely controlling the play, uh, giving Vegas almost nothing in front of the net and just shutting everyone down and... Vegas just hasn't had any chances in the last two games. and They're going to have to do something when they go back to, to Montreal tomorrow because if we see more of the same that we've seen in at least two, if not three of these games, uh,
4: it's, it's going to be lights out for Vegas. Yeah, we have a tweet here from Novak. It says, I remember the day Jeff said he liked the Canadians, and he's got a betting receipt from January 12th. Canadians 25-1 to 1 odds. His ticket pays off 5,000. When did you bet Good. the Canadians, Mitch? Probably around the same time. Okay. I want to say late December, early January, whenever it was. Jeff, I know you like the Colorado Avalanche a lot, too. You were talking about uh, your high opinion of the Avalanche. And the, and then uh, the Vegas Golden Knights win four in a row, reel off four straight wins to uh, take that series. What's gone wrong here for Vegas? Is it just simply not enough offense?
6: Sometimes teams just match up good or bad against each other. And if you looked through, especially games three or games four uh, with the last change and sometimes last change matters for the home team. And sometimes it doesn't, it depends on the matchups. It depends on who's the coach, but in game 4 Philip Deneau, who is, you know, not too many people are familiar with him, but he is in the discussion for best defensive center in the NHL, completely shut down the stone and patch ready line in game four. Uh, Stone played 16, 17 minutes in Game 4, and they put Deneau on the ice for close to 13 of those 17 minutes, and they had an enormous per- uh, percentage of the expected goal share uh, when they were on the ice together. And now that they go back for Game 6, why why would they do anything else different? They they completely dominated Game 4, and if you put Deneau, Leckon, and Gallagher out there against Stone and Pacioretty and Stephenson, it's, it's really just been... It's been on Montreal and I, I would expect it to be the same and the thing with Montreal is they're while they don't have the elite, elite offensive force they just have so many good players and they can put all four lines on the ice and it's not like when we're making fun of DeBoer for starting Reeves and Carrier against the McKinnon line in Colorado, Montreal doesn't have that. They have four guys, four lines that can play so I think that Depth is really catching up, and this is really, really struggling to create anything on top of the fact that they're just missing the net. Alex Tuck refuses to hit the net, and it, it's kind of baffling, but hey, I'm not complaining, and, and I, if we see more of the same, I don't think we're coming back for
4: game seven. Yeah. Now that said, right now at Circus Sports, Knights are minus 145 in game six, and the total's up from five to five and a half.
3: Yeah. Like like Jeff said, that's probably the more accurate number compared to what it was earlier in the series when mm-hmm. it was completely out of control. I, I, we want to get to golf here in a minute. Uh, before that, have you given any thought to a possible number if we get Canadians in Tampa Bay?
6: Yeah, I, I don't want to give it out in the air yet, Copy. but yeah, sure. I, I, I would say that, you know, if Montreal gets by Vegas and Tampa Bay gets by the Isles, which I'm not ready to to just put Tampa Bay by the Isles. Of course yeah. not. Uh, um it this it, let's just say the work is not done for montreal and it, I, I would expect it, it's not going to be less than two dollars um you, you know they, the one thing that montreal will struggle with against tampa and everyone does is that the power play is the best i've ever seen and if they stay out of the box they're a better team at five on five tampa actually isn't all that great at five on five they just have unbelievable elite talent they can put the puck in the net from anywhere and metrically, they don't play that well. But on their power play, when with those five guys on the ice at the same time, it's absolutely ridiculous. And you know, if they, if Montreal takes penalties like they're doing against Vegas, uh, they're going to find themselves in trouble. But again, this the Lightning aren't there yet. The first four games of that series have been unbelievably closely played, and the Islanders. You could argue the Islanders have been as good or slightly better than Tampa in the first four games. And then game five just happened. It happens sometimes in sports. Look what happened in game one of Vegas against Colorado. After that game, nobody gave Vegas mm-hmm. any chance. And, you know, four, five games later, Vegas is through. So I, I'm not ready to crown the lightning yet uh, off of one, one game and a market overreaction to said game.
4: All right, Jeff. You missed our U.S. Open golf draft uh, last week. Did you bet John Rahm personally? How to work out as a bookmaker with the favorite winning the U.S. Open at about what eleven to one?
6: I did not uh, bet John Rahm. I actually bet Bryson, and when when he went to the back nine, I actually thought he was going to go on and win. <laughs> and boy, was I wrong. Uh, I did not bet John Rahm. Uh, everyone else did bet John Rahm. Uh, not necessarily a great result for Circus Sports. Uh, that being said, uh, what a finish uh, just for the neutral, uh, bet or not. Uh, seeing Ron make those two putts on 17 and 18 uh, was pretty incredible. Uh, you throw that on top of the fact that Julio stays and absolutely refuses to win in this country. That did not change. Uh, the guy's a phenomenal golfer, but uh, mm-hmm. just refuses to
4: finish in first place. You see Jeff's tweet right there about Bryson. Yes, top 20 up there with the worst beats ever. Leading the tournament standing on the 10 t just needed to shoot 43 on the back to cash, and he shot 44. Bryson, debacle, he completely blew up. And uh, Jeff, it seemed like there were, I don't know, four or five guys who could step up and win that tournament on the back nine. What the hell happened to Bryson, in your opinion?
6: No idea, and it's funny. I I left the office. I believe he was playing 10 or 11. And by the time I got home, he had bogeyed where he played 11, 12, and 13, and four over. I'm like, oh, there goes that. And then it just got worse. Ran it all over the place.
4: Yeah.
6: Uh, he was over. His ball was in the, the, the case of beer. Uh, it, it's uh, He's a special guy. And, and you know, he's, to me, he's kind of hard to root for. But whatever happened on Sunday, who the heck knows. But, yeah, that the, the train came off the tracks real fast on the back nine.
3: Yeah, we have, like, a minute. Who do you like this week of the Travelers?
6: One guy that seems to be forgotten is Keegan Bradley. Yeah. Keegan Bradley's got a little bit of form here. He's got a second-place finish two years ago, and he was playing incredible up until three weeks ago at the Memorial. He, got, he was all the way down to 35 or 40 to 1 at the Memorial, and everybody loved him. Misses the cut and then wasn't qualified for the U.S. Open, so took a couple weeks off. Now he comes back. He's really no different than the guy that had been playing for the last few months. And he's fallen way down the board. Uh, there was it was as high as sixty-five to one on Monday. Uh, I doubt you'll find that anywhere anymore. But the, the way he, the hype train was really moving with Keegan Bradley a few weeks ago, and now nobody's talking about him, and he fits in here perfect. And I think of all the guys in that. The thirty to sixty range. To me, he stands out as clearly the best.
3: Very good. Follow him on Twitter. He is at underscore underscore junkyard assistant sportsbook director here at Circus Sports. Jeff Davis. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate it. All right, Mitch. Take care. Yep. You too. Up next, sports betting past yesterday single game bet he did throughout Canada. We'll touch on it coming up. WORK.